This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Your host, Felice Gerwitz, is an author, a publisher, and your radio show host. She will encourage, educate, and inspire you with answers to your most pressing questions from homeschool, marriage, parenting, and much more. Felice loves to equip moms to live a Christian life because every moment counts. Be sure to visit her website at MediaAngels.com. And here's your host, Felice Gerwitz. Hi and welcome. My name is Felice Gerwitz. This is Podcast 126, and today I'm going to talk about raising moral kids. So if you think I have all the answers, I am afraid to tell you that I am a work in progress, but I um, am really blessed uh, to be able to see my kids grow up. I have three now that are considered adults and two more in, uh, let's put it this way, formation. And so I have lots I want to share with you, uh, ways that I think will really help you to raise moral kids. And today I want to thank the sponsor, and that is MediaAngels.com. You can visit Media Angels for uh, curriculum needs, classes, and some amazing membership sites like Homeschooling with Proverbs. I think you'll really uh, enjoy that set. And uh, we also have classes there as well. Well, I want to thank you today for joining me on Vintage Homeschool Moms and Um, You know, I want to talk about raising moral kids because lately I've been talking to a lot of friends and um, family even that have struggled uh, with certain areas um, in their kids' lives. And so I look around today and I say, wow, you know, it's really difficult to raise moral kids in today's society. But in every society, there was a moral decay. And I'll be the first to agree that the moral climate today is horrible, and especially with electronics and technology, um, it has really decayed even further. But I have to tell you, I am truly encouraged about um, what I see around me. You know, if we look at the past, we can say, oh gosh, you know, it was so much easier to raise kids in the time of our parents. Um, But recently, both of my kids were writing papers about the decay of Rome. And when you look at the Roman culture at the time that Jesus came um, and, you know, afterwards, it was horrible. I mean, it was really, um, you know, something that... um, we wouldn't want to see our family go through. And so, you know, it's we have horrible things happening today, um, but we as homeschoolers have amazing rights and liberties that we have to uh, continue to stay abreast on and, and make sure that are still available to us. And so in this podcast, I want to encourage you. So I'm going to paint you a little bit of a picture here about a homeschooling parent as well as homeschoolers and how we're able to change our culture. So I'm going to ask some questions and um, I just would like you to sit back and listen. You don't even need to take notes on this part, although the notes are available on VintageHomeschoolMoms.com. Just look for episode 126, Raising Moral Kids. All right, so the first, how are homeschooling parents changing the culture? Uh, They are people, number one, that are grounded in faith in Christ first and all else second. They are focused on their marriage and their kids. They are the people who swim against the flow. 
They are the ones who don't care what others think, but only what their spouse or their kids think. They're the ones devoted and focused on providing a great education while developing their children's gifts and talents. They are the ones who are encouraging, nurturing, and enthusiastic about their kids and their progress, even if it's one step forward and two steps back on some days. And they are the parents that are more concerned that their children are fed than whether or not the laundry is done, the house is perfectly maintained, or they are entertaining on um, you know, on a regular basis. All right, now let's look at homeschooling kids and how are homeschooling kids changing the culture? Well, they love the Lord before everything else and are encouraged to have a personal relationship with Jesus no matter what their denomination. And I'm talking about Christian denomination, obviously. They realize that they should be thankful for the little or the much they are given and always be thankful to the Lord for their gifts. They realize... um, that they can change the culture and they're the ones who don't buy into uh, the culture and and are not easily adapted uh, to what the culture brings. They are the ones with parents who are caring, encouraging, and nurturing. They are the ones who are encouraged in whatever areas their talents lie. Uh, For example, my granddaughter can mass produce crafts more than anyone I know and she's encouraged to continue to do that. Uh, the next one is they are encouraged to pursue greatness and they are challenged by their education and seeking the best they can be. So how do you get to this place and where can you possibly go to check off all the things that I just listed here for you? You know, it, it it's what we always look at when we say, you know, we want our kids to be moral. We want our homeschooling to go perfectly. We want everything to flow beautifully. And we want our kids to be, um, you know, cultural changers. They, we want them to be examples. We want them to be a light. And then often we look around and we see that homeschool families are crumbling, that the divorce rate is the same or on, on par or sometimes even uh, greater than those who have no faith. Um, you know, the, there's moral decay, there's decay in marriage and families. And so we look at this and we say, you know, where do we go from here? Well, that's something I'm going to be sharing with you in, in just a few minutes. But first, we're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we'll discuss some of these points. We'll be right back. Are you looking for a Bible study for the entire family? Well, I created one after searching for months for a study that would encourage my family to have group discussions, teach life truth, as well as point to God as creator. So since I couldn't find one, I created one. Homeschooling with Proverbs. I didn't want to zoom through the book of Proverbs in one month, as some suggest. Instead, I wanted to savor and meditate on the words and have the entire family on the same page. If you want a Bible study written for the entire family with specific audios and activities from pre-K to adult, look no further. This set can be used studying one lesson per month or completed in nine months or sooner. The option is yours. In this set, you will find audios, printables, and when completed, you and your children will have a beautiful keepsake notebook. Visit homeschoolingwithproverbs.com for more information and begin studying the book of Proverbs. Allow God's word to speak to you.
Well, hi and welcome back. My name is Felice Gerwitz and this is an episode of Vintage Homeschool Moms. And today we're discussing raising moral kids. You can find the show notes on VintageHomeschoolMoms.com podcast 126. Well, today's presentation, hopefully the first part didn't get you all depressed, especially if if none of the points I talked about have anything to do with your family. Uh, You may be looking at me and going, you know, or or the computer or your phone or however you're listening to this and going, oh my gosh, who is this lady and um, her home can't be that perfect. I have to say that at different times we were able to attain some of these things on the list, but did it all go perfectly? No. You know, how do you get to a place where you can possibly, you know, say, I'm very happy with how my life is going? And really, it's going to be hard, it's going to be a challenge, and it's going to be one foot in front of the other. I have to tell you, we've had so many setbacks in our family, and we've had so many triumphs. And so we have to keep focused on the ways that we've been able to grow and improve as a family. So the first thing I'm going to say, and and of course, if you're a Christian, you're going to say, you know, I'm preaching to the choir here. You already get this. You um, to get to a place where you can, you know, at least begin um, with some shoring up, if you will, uh, uh, is to begin with prayer and faith that if God leads you to homeschooling, he will provide the best for you and will meet all your needs. And that doesn't mean he's going to provide what you think you need. I can share so many stories of how I wanted my schooling to go and how I wanted it to look and how I wanted my kids to behave. But really and truly, when I let go and let God, some of the things that he had to teach us and teach my kids um, sometimes were very frustrating, but I found that his lessons and the things we learned were so much better than anything I could have possibly planned. So how do you raise moral kids? And the biggest key is by example. If you drink, you smoke, or you swear, you can't have kids that don't drink, smoke, or swear. It just doesn't work that way. You know, you can tell them, hey, you know, kids, I don't want you drinking, um, but, you know, don't do what I do. And, but that's just not going to work. If you don't attend, attend church, you don't pray, you don't read your Bible, you can't expect kids to attend church, to pray, or to read the Bible. Okay, so you've heard this, and now you're going to say to me, but, you know, Felice, I do attend church, I do pray, I do read the Bible, and my kids don't want to go to church, they don't want to pray, they, you know, really don't want to read the Bible, I have to make them do it, I have to assign it as a class in order to get them to do it. And so what I'm going to say to you here is, you know, this is where you go to prayer and you ask the Lord um, to help you to figure out what it is that's the stumbling block. Sometimes when our kids get into the teen years, and I'm planning to do another whole episode on, um, you know, the different ages that our kids go through and some of the things that we struggle with as we, you know, grow along with our kids. And one of the things I have to say is that in the teen years, sometimes there is some rebellion. But I also have to say that the teen years are some of the best years that are out there. If you're finding that your child is saying no to everything, it's basically a way for them to get back at you. So there's something underlying there. There's some breakdown in the relationship um, as to why they're always saying no. And that's when you take them and you set them aside and you sit and you talk to them. And you explain some things. And I'm going to go through um, some of the things that you can do 
you know, either yourself or with your husband. I mean, it's always better to do things with your spouse, but I know my husband's very busy, and sometimes it's very difficult to sit down and to work at these things together. Um, and so a lot of times I go through these things and I'll listen and I'll, you know, listen to webinars or podcasts and come up with these things or read a book and I'll share it with my husband and then he gets on board. So however you do that, um, you know, to get, to get geared up, but I'm going to give you some things in a minute. The second, uh, thing I'm going to say, you know, first is, you know, praying. The second is example. Um, and the third is reading really good and moral books you know how do kids catch their character or catch their morality and that really is through example you know if you begin reading good moral books out loud when they're young um, the children will slowly and surely absorb the information we read a lot of the books of the saints, the lives of the saints, and that was the best way for our family. There are saintly men and women. You know, many of them, um, you know, were martyred for their faith. They would not turn their backs on God. And, you know, there are so many stories in the Bible of that as well. And especially of the apostles after um, the death and the crucifixion and then the resurrection of Christ that gave their lives you know, because they would not turn their backs on God or deny God. And how many of the Romans were persecuted, you know, the Christians at the time, um, for their faith. So we can read these lives, and they will really help the kids. I remember my daughter once saying, you know, Mom, when we read saints' books, it's really sad. And I said, well, what part's sad? And she goes, well, they die at the end. And usually they did die, but as an adult, I could see it was a beautiful death, you know, for many of them. And, um, you know, they were very happy because they were going to, you know, be with the Lord forever. But it really shows something that we don't see when we look at each other. And when you read these books, they are devoid of the negativisms, you know, that we we see sometimes the bickering, uh, materialism, or selfish behavior. You know, one that comes to mind in a a beautiful story, and they've made several movies um, uh, on her life. Some are better than others, and that is Mother Teresa of Calcutta. You know, Mother Teresa came from a wealthy family. And her mother would set the table and have this, you know, amazing meal and invite people in, complete strangers to, you know, sit at their table. And this is how Mother Teresa grew up. When she was a little girl, this is what she saw. And so, you know, it was something that was, you know, her mother didn't have to talk about it. Her mother showed by example. And again, that is one of the biggest ways that we can raise moral kids um, by giving them a good example. And I know that sometimes it's very difficult. There are people in your lives that you can't, um, you know, it's it's easier to, to avoid friends and situations more so than it is uh, for families. But, um, you know, that is a situation that you can use as a as a teaching. Like we used to use the news when my kids were younger um, as a lesson um, often and what not to do. You know, um, sometimes we, we couldn't watch the news. It was, you know, not appropriate for the kids. 
Um, but a lot of times we could, you know, talk about different things, um, or I could read something on the internet and we could discuss it and just talk about uh, the morality. And my kids' homeschool lifetime, unfortunately, um, we had, you know, a president um, that had a, an affair um, while in the White House, and we could discuss that kind of thing and decide you know, as a family, um, you know, what the ramifications are of sin, how everyone in his family suffered, and not only that, the nation, and then this other person. So, you know, there are always things um, in our lives that we can use as examples and teaching moments with our kids. And so, um, you know, it's always easier to use a stranger, somebody not directly related um, in that situation, because we don't also want our kids pointing to people and you know little kids are are really good at taking what you're saying um, and bringing it to that person so when I was a teacher years ago um, it was always amazing what your uh, students would tell you about their parents so be really careful how you talk about these things and that's why it's always better to use a good example instead of a bad example and discuss that but sometimes as your kids get older you'll have to introduce that So as promised, I want to give you some things um, that you can uh, write down uh, as well as, you know, talk about and think about on your own and look at how your household is set up and if it is conducive to some of the things that we want, especially being able to raise moral kids. Um, You know, in this discussion, I'm not stating what I'm considering the obvious. You know, obviously, you're not going to Um, you know, be involved in immorality and uh, condone it. Uh, I'm always, again, shocked at situations that I see or find, um, you know, unfortunately uh, closer to home than I would like them to be. Uh, But I've also found that God is a forgiving God and an amazing God, and He can you know, take lemons and make lemonade. And if we have our hearts in the right place, he can turn a difficult situation into good. So here are some things uh, to look at and to talk um, to your spouse about, to write and and pray about. And and I want to be able to encourage you in this way. And believe me, as I made this list, I I was pointing out some things, uh, and I'll, I'll share that with you at the end as well, that I need to work on. So number one, do you have time to pray? Are you able to fill up the well? And that's the first thing I would put on your list. Number two, what are the rules in your family? Do you guys have rules? As my kids were growing older, I was in a panic because we didn't have some rules for some of the things that were coming up. So I had to get rules in place. Uh, For example, spending the night. I'm not a big advocate of spending the night um, at anyone's house. It just is more trouble than it's worth. And so, you know, that was one of the rules I had to first, it was a yes. And then I had to go back and say, no, believe me, it is a lot easier to start out with no, and then, um, you know, maybe say yes. So that was something we really had to struggle with. So as your kids are little, um, or even as they're getting to be teens, what are the rules of your family? Um, Another no in our family was um, dating. Uh, So, you know, those are the things that um, 
they're really open to listening to you when they're younger. And then when they get into the teen years, there's more of a struggle. So these are things you have to talk about together as a family and get those rules in place so you're not scrambling like we did and then going, yikes, now what do we do? The third is, what does your family stand for? Do you have a mission statement? I've talked about that before in other podcasts. And what is your mission statement for your family? If you haven't done that, um, you know, you may need to go back and, and write one out. Ours is, you know, a scripture verse. You know, as for me in our house, we will serve the Lord. So whatever that is for your family, you know, make that your mission statement. We actually have a plaque, a wooden plaque that um, someone gave me and didn't even know that that was one of the things our family stood for. Number four, do you encourage your kids? Are you an encourager? Number five, do you enjoy your kids? This is very important for you to have and raise moral kids. You have to want to be around them because guess what? If you don't want to be around them, no one else is going to want to be around them either. And if you don't enjoy your kids, why is it? And look at that and, you know, break that down. Number six, do you have time to to devote to your family? I have to tell you that when I began homeschooling, I got so busy that I didn't have a lot of time to do anything with my family. I got involved in the homeschool organization, on serving on the board of directors, on starting, I started speaking about different topics. You know, this is before I had any, I had even um, started Media Angels or had written any books. And so um, I was busy at church, you know, because I homeschooled. So people said, oh, she stays home with her kids, so she has time. And so on and on and on it went until I heard a wonderful speaker at a homeschool conference, which I highly recommend you go to if there's one available to you, uh, that basically said, you know, we have to learn how to say no. And believe me, I have learned how to say no. I even had to help my daughter, who is a homeschool mom, with that. Um, We get so involved. We are very capable people. God has given us gifts. And so we want to say yes and help people out. But when we look at our own family, if we see that we're so busy working on all of this other stuff and our family is being neglected, we have to take a look at that and say, okay, how can we change that? Um, And then number seven is... Um, you know, what can I incorporate into my family that is going to help um, with their morality? So for me, it's adding good books, adding reading time uh, to your family and family activities. Um, I know that for us, every Friday night was pizza and a movie. We didn't watch movies any other time, but on a Friday night. And so my kids knew uh, that that was going to be time to get together. Um, We also read books every evening after um, we ate dinner. Uh, Before baths and everything, we would read books. My daughter, I believe, does it in reverse, that they they eat dinner and then have baths um, because hers are littler and go to bed earlier, and then they read books. And that's just a tradition in their family and one that the children love and look forward to. And while you're reading the books and talking to your children, You are sharing so many things um, in a story that really cannot um, be, you know, really shown and portrayed any way 
um, as well, I think. And that was one of the reasons that my daughter and I wrote the Truth Seekers Mystery Series, because she was getting to the teen years, and in fact, when we finished writing the book, um, the three books, she was in college for the third, or the third novel, and um, those books we really wanted to focus on um, not only, you know, explaining a little bit about science, um, which they do, but really talking about, you know, kids that had good moral uh, fiber and character and could discuss, you know, with their cousin in the first book or um, with an adult in the second book that was a college professor or even with a friend in the third book and stand up for what they believe. And that's really what raising moral kids is all about, to be able to stand up for what we believe. Because when I look at the culture today and right now, we are in the midst of probably one of the worst election um, fields ever. Um, I don't think that there is a person I talk to personally that is totally happy with any of the people running for president on the Democratic or Republican side. And if they like one candidate, they may not like anything um, about that person's morality, um, but they may like some of, you know, of their views, or maybe they're angry and they're voting out of anger. And if you just think about that, what have you ever done in anger that has been a good thing? And so I looked at this and I thought, you know what, um, I think that, that the political atmosphere is really showing the pulse of the people. Because a lot of the great candidates that started out didn't make it in the finals. And so, you know, we have to look at that and say, what is happening to our culture? Are we raising uh, kids that are going to change our culture? Are we doing all we can from the ground up, you know, to be able to to change our world? And can we take our world back? And I believe we can. I believe that there are good and moral people that really love the Lord and want to serve him within the homeschool community and outside of the homeschool community. And we can make a change. Our kids can make a change. But how are they going to make a change, moms and dads, if we're not willing to change ourselves? You know, I told you I was going to um, share with you a little bit about, you know, difficulties. And one is I am not the biggest encourager, um, or I I wasn't, and I have learned to be. Um, In fact, my kids say to me now, oh, mom, you're just, you know, saying that because you're my mom. Or you're, you know, yeah, you're my mom. I said it right. And, And it's not. It's not that. It's that I want them to know that I'm championing their cause and I am here for them. And so, you know, the world can be very difficult and very cruel and and very um, upsetting for us. And, you know, we've had a lot of challenges. We've had illness in our family. You know, we've had, um, you know, anger management issues. Uh, We have had, you know, elderly uh, family members that we're taking care of now. And, you know, my mother was very ill uh, before she died. And um, that was when my kids were very little. And so, you know, there have been a lot of times in our family when um, it has been very difficult. And there has been, there have been times when I've had to put aside uh, my writing career and, um, you know, to the point where I was doing really well and being invited to all of these conferences. And at one point, my husband said to me, and it was really very early on, he said, I don't want you to travel. 
And I said, really? And I said, well, how am I going to get the word out about these books if I can't go to homeschool conferences? And I was getting invited to homeschool conferences. I mean, amazingly, I was asked to keynote, and I had never even, you know, spoken at very many conferences. Uh, this is back when I first got started. And and so my husband said, you're just going to leave it to the Lord. He gave you this idea to write your books. I think it's a good idea. And it was amazing because God came in and he took over. Um, we got a big contract uh, with um, a, a huge institute for creation who took our books and ordered a lot of books. And they went to the conferences as well as other vendors and homeschool um, you know, suppliers. And so I didn't have to worry about that. And I didn't have to, you know, I wasn't so worried about living on the sales of the books. It was more of a ministry at that point. And so, you know, that's how I am today. I offer the books um, and I'm not worried. I had to take a big break and now I'm back to writing again because my kids are older and uh, my youngest two are dually enrolled and taking some college classes as well as being homeschooled and they're at the end of their journey. I have a senior this year and uh, a son who will be finishing up soon as well. And so as I, you know, enter this journey, I pray and I ask the Lord, you know, what he wants me to do. And I hope you're doing that as well. Pray for your families. I'm going to um, keep your families in my prayer and just ask the Lord, you know, especially if there's an issue in your family, what you can do about it. And I pray that he provides the help you need. And hopefully these podcasts on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network, mine, as well as so many others like Homeschooling IRL, uh, Making Biblical Family Life Practical, uh, and Finish Well. There are so many amazing uh, podcasts on this network that can help you on your homeschool journey. God bless. I thank you for listening in. Again, the show notes are on podcast uh, 126 on Vintage Homeschool Moms. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Visit Felice at MediaAngels.com and the VintageHomeschoolMoms.com. Vintage Homeschool Moms is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.